Yes, yes. What is going on, everybody? How we feeling on this Victory Tuesday today? That's right. Victory Tuesday, as always. Not as always, but a lot this year. We are 7-2, and two, baby. That's right. 7-2. and two. I'm feeling great. How y'all feeling? I see some people already in the comments. Love to see it. Brother Man Boots. What's up, Rick? Grit. Love to see you in here. Kolya. Hello, 7-2 and two says Rick. We're going to let some people get up in here. Once you're in here, like always, say hello. Drop something in the comments so we can get this thing rolling. But uh, yeah, Lions, 7-2. and two. How does that feel? Feels pretty good to me. Feels pretty good to me. You know, um, coming into this season, I expected some big things. I'm not going to lie. I, I had high expectations for this team. I didn't know we were going to be at 7-2, though. You know, I, I probably imagined it, but to have it really be here right now is an amazing feeling. Got a good dub. Got a good dub. Chargers, you know, not 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 a scrub team. Um, I feel like we could have definitely blown that game out to start a little bit earlier. Maybe it could have been a completely different game if, you know, a few things happened at the beginning. Could have been up a lot bigger. Could have, should have, would have. Who cares? Got the dub. A W is a W in the NFL. And like Dan Campbell says, don't let anybody take that away from you. Don't let anybody take that away from you. Seven and two, baby. What's up, Lady Lion? Yes, go Lions. That's what I'm talking about. Hatter's house. Finally witnessed my first Lions W in the flesh here in LA. Good. That's what's up. Hell yeah. Love to hear that. Justin Shaw should have been 27-3 in the second. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. Um, we could have we could have been dominating this game big time. And uh, a few things did not go our way. You know, um, got stuffed down in the goal line. That, that J-Mo touchdown that got called back, which was, that was crap. You know, they said Decker went low. He hit him. He hit him in like the waist. I don't know. Might have been a little lower than that, but it was not. It was not a low hit. It was a crap call. The announcers knew it was crap. So did Dan Campbell. He was over there heated. And he told Decker that it was okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, either way, we got the win. But we really could have dominated that game, I felt like, a little bit more than we did. You know, offense dominated. The offense was hot. The offense, Ben Johnson. Round of applause, man. Great job. That guy, that's, that's why we love him. You know, he's called some great games earlier this year already, but this one was top-notch. This was Ben Johnson to a T this last Sunday. Love to see it. John Peterson in here says, down goes the Bears. Eight and two coming. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Justin said, SoFi was electric, but like you said, a win is a win. Yeah. Yeah, and you know... um, defense we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into this people are in here let, let's talk about some things you know seven and two first in the nfc north of course second in the nfc this game sent me all over the place i was chilling at first we were just talking about it thought we should have been winning by a lot more but you know i felt like we were dominating from the beginning but then out of nowhere you know we're letting them hang around now it's a back and forth game. <laughs> I did think this was going to be a shootout going into the game. 
and I knew our boys could do it. But from the start of it, I mean, we we really could have been up big on them, and just to fle- like they could have been completely out of it from the get go. But you know what? Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like I said, gotta move on from it. Did keep them hanging around though, and um, Jamo's touchdown. We talked about it. That was that was completely terrible. But Justin Herbert's a baller. Okay, Justin Herbert. That man went out and put up some numbers, and Keenan Allen and him did work together. Now, this brings me to my first question of the day for y'all, and usually I'm pretty positive, okay? Usually I'm a very positive Lions fan, but I, but I got a question. How are you feeling about Aaron Glenn? How's everybody feeling about Aaron Glenn? Because to me... He might be a liability. You know, um, defense has done pretty good against certain teams. And they've had an outstanding year compared to what we were doing last year. Don't get me wrong. But we have these games where, you know, the Seahawks, a better team. We lose to them in overtime, give up 38 points, 37 points, whatever. Then we get blown out by the Ravens. This game, we're lucky that that offense and Ben Johnson and Jared Goff and the boys were all cooking. Because we got exposed once again. And Aaron Glenn didn't do a damn thing to change what was happening during the game. They were hitting Keenan Allen wide open all day. Once they found out our weakness, they kept going after it. And it did not seem like we made an adjustment at all. We were already getting lit up going into the half. You would think that you would make an adjustment there. They come out, maybe they did. It didn't look like it. Looked like we kept running the same thing over and over. Just saying, ah, let's just trust the offense today. Or maybe it'll work this time. I don't know. Dan Campbell said, you know, it was an easy fix. It was communication errors. You know, what this and that. Isn't that on coaching though too? The communication should be there. This is week 10, you know, we or week 11, whatever. We are, or week 10, sorry. We should have it down by now. There should not be... That many communication errors to where we're getting lit up, having receivers wide open, fourth and one, give up a touchdown. It was just, it was not a good performance on the defensive side. You know, Kirby Joseph had a nice pick. I'm not going to take that away from him. And Hutch was getting in Herbert's face once again, but there was no help (laughs) once again. And we didn't sack the quarterback once again. You know, I don't know. How if, if we can trust Aaron Glenn moving forward? You know, he does have good games. Yeah, he got a game ball for the Raiders game. It was against the Raiders. And if Jimmy G isn't throwing out of bounds or missing a wide-open Devontae Adams a second time either, it could have been a whole different outcome, and he's not getting that game ball. So is, is Aaron Glenn a liability to this team? Because that was not a winning recipe against a better the Chargers are a good team don't get me wrong but if we play a team with a defense we're we're gonna be in trouble and we already saw it with the Ravens so we got to get this fixed real quick and I, I don't know in the NFL I've never seen a coach that doesn't make adjustments and if they don't they get canned right away Aaron Glenn has proven time and time again that he just sticks with the plan from the get-go and fails to make adjustments when they need to be made It's frustrating. 
I'm going to get off of this now because we won. We got the W. But is Aaron Glenn the problem? I know everybody's like the pass rush, the pass rush. Maybe it's the schemes. I don't know. I know we were sending the house a few times. Herbert got the ball off. But if we're going to get blow, if, if they're going to put up points no matter what, whether we're blitzing or not, why not continue to blitz, hit them, and let's just keep pressuring them. I don't know. Switch it up. Something. Do something different. I'm sorry. I'm a little frustrated right now. I'm at a loss of words. <laughs> but we did win, so I'll let it go. I'm going to go to the comments now. And see what y'all have to say. But is Aaron Glenn a liability? That's my first question of the day. All right. Rick says, I really felt like we were at risk of losing the game. I expected a high-scoring shootout. Yeah, this is me too. It, it was scary. I went through all the emotions. I didn't think that it should have been that close. I feel like, yeah, here we go. Casey, Aaron Glenn is doing a decent job with the talent they have. And compared to last year's performance, definitely, you know what, I'll say that. We are we have improved tremendously. I just wish that when you see certain things happening, that you try to make a change. I don't know. It, he doesn't do that very often. Joe S. says, Allen was destroying Sutton. Yeah, Allen was on fire. That, that man, Keenan Allen, is on another level. I actually had to play against him in fantasy football this Sunday. <laughs> And he single-handedly beat my team. He put up 44. Yeah, it was bad. You know what? I might have to give Aaron Glenn a pass. I don't know, though, because he's done this against some good teams. I'm going to continue to read in the comments to see how y'all feel. Casey, Chargers were also overachieving like a playoff game as they really need wins versus Lions as they're... Hold on, the comments are coming. Moving the thing. Here we go. As our star O players brought it. Yeah, you know, this was a must win for them. I felt like it was a must win for us too with Minnesota on our tails. That's why I'm glad we did what we did on offense. Chargers are a very talented team as well on offense. We can't take it away from them. You know, Herbert is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And he did show out. Him and Keenan Allen, they wanted to win this game bad. And it showed. It didn't happen, but we could have been better. We could have been and we should have been. And I think that there needs to be something moving forward that we have to do or Aaron Glenn has to do or change if we want to be taken serious deep, deep into this season in the playoffs. All right, Braylon Dennis says, at this point, he is a liability. And yeah, let me say something. I, you know, after the Seahawks game, we were calling for his head everybody. And I was kind of like, I'm giving him one more game. Then he came back. We had a good game. And he called a few good games. And I was, I was like, all right, Aaron Glenn's doing his thing. I was on the train. Ravens game, I thought was a fluke. This past game against the Chargers, the only thing that made me upset was that we just didn't make any adjustments. That's the only thing. And you can't do that in the NFL. It was very frustrating to watch. That's all I got to say. I'm going to continue into the, into the comments here. Lady Lion says, I think he got reamed by Campbell, but we'll never hear about it. Yeah, we'll never hear about it. You're probably right. You know, I, I think uh, <laughs> I think Campbell probably definitely holds his guys accountable. Now, I know that they're good buddies, though, too. So that's always been a question of mine, too. Does he actually hold AG accountable? I think he probably does. But, you know, um, hopefully they <laughs> they go into it. And that's what Dan Campbell, he came out in the presser. It's an easy fix. We're going to be fine moving forward. That right there says what maybe you're talking about, Lady Lion, that he probably got in his face a little bit and was like, yo, we can't do that again. We can't be having it like this. 
Our offense is built to do the shootouts, but we should have dominated that game 100%. John Peterson, no pass rush, DB will struggle. Yeah, you know, um, it's once again, we're we're here. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson getting a lot of pressures, almost getting to Herbert, but not quite getting there, and there's nobody else there to clean up the job. It's, it's something that we, we're going to need to have especially when we get into the playoffs. You're going to need to pressure the quarterback. You're going to need to hit the quarterback. You're going to need to sack the quarterback. I think we got three sacks in the last three games. We got zero this last game. Don't quote me on that, but I know that we we definitely got zero in this last game. I know that for a fact. But we need to do something about that there. And whether it's calling up a different package, blitzing guys. I know it was Herbert. He, He did connect with his receivers when we blitzed the couple times that we did but don't give up on it just because it didn't work a few times you got to keep bringing pet pressure on the quarterback and you got to let him know that we're there that we're going to lay that lick bring brian branch where's where's bb i haven't seen him blitzing a lot lately i know we can get to the quarterback what's going on ag send your studs let's go all right All right, Braylon says, I circled the Chargers game as a loss, but I'm glad we won. Yeah, okay, a lot of people did, and uh, it was going to be tough. I knew it was, so I'm not that mad, okay? I'm really not. I I do think that hopefully we fixed something with the defense there, and hopefully this is the last time we have to call out Aaron Glenn moving forward. But like I said, the positive note is, is that our offense is clicking and that they're able to handle the load here. Going to get through these last few comments here on AG, then we'll move on. I'm fine on AG. We've had a lot of big injuries on defense. True, Justin, good point. My issue with him might be not telling DC and Brad Holmes he needed some help pre-trade deadline. Yeah, maybe speak up because we definitely need some help over there on the pass rush. It's not all on AG. It's not all on him, but the adjustment part is. You got you got to make a little bit of a change when we're getting smoked out there. But you're right. We needed help. We needed help from the trade deadline on defense. We went out and got Donovan Peoples-Jones. Don't forget about that trade. He didn't play. But we definitely needed help on D. And, um, you know, another guy that I thought we might go out and sign free agent-wise, I think is going to the Saints, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. Who, you know, he's missing a few fingers from a fire accident, but firework accident. But... Uh, he could have maybe helped, and why not sign him at this time? Because we need it. We need any kind of help. It's going to be better than what we already got going on. Charles Harris, he's got a few pressures. He had a good PFF grade, but I'm not really seeing him out there doing much. You know, we 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 could have used a little bit more help, and we didn't even go after any after Jason Pierre-Paul, who was right there for, for maybe a little bit of help. I know he's not going to be the same as if we were to trade for a Brian Burns or a Chase Young or a Sweat. But you saw what Sweat wanted. He got a big, big-time deal from the Bears who were about to play. And um, I don't think he was worth that. But we could we could have gotten something, even a corner, something to help this defense out. And we did not address that. And you know what? It's a long season. Injuries happen to other teams, too. We got some guys coming back. I talked about this last week. Don't forget about that. James Houston... Should help. He should help. He hasn't been there all year. He's going to kind of have, you know, hopefully that same effect he had last year where 
you know, guy, they don't have tape on him. They do from last year, but they kind of aren't expecting him. So then he comes out there and he's hot right off the start. You know, the, the guy's got natural talent too, to where you can watch tape on him and you're still not going to stop him because he gets lower than everybody. He's, he can bend in a way that's just crazy. And he's got speed out there on that edge. But uh, hopefully he can come back and be that same rusher that he was last year. And then, of course, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. If he can get back sooner than later, that's going to help the secondary tremendously. So that would be great. So, you know, we do have injuries. I'm not going to put it all on Glenn. But I just wanted to know what you guys thought about this as well. Casey, in offseason and preseason, media and fans... We're all expecting Lions D to just be middle of the pack compared to last season. And so far they are. They'll get better and maybe Houston and CJ, GJ can help. Yeah, exactly. I I didn't even see that. I should have read that first because we got to the Houston and CJ Garner Johnson, CD Deuce. Uh, You know, they'll they'll definitely help, I think, coming back. And, uh, you know, Tracy Walker had kind of a tough game this past week, even though he's been playing great. In place of C.J. Gardner-Johnson. But he did have a tough game. He got, he got you know, burnt a few times. And I don't know if that was all on him. There was, because there was no corner around. And it looked like there was missed assignments. It just looked like Dan Campbell said there was miscommunication going on too. But that's got to be nipped in the bud right now. We can't have that anymore. It's too far in the season to have miscommunication going on. But they will get better. We all know this. It's that time where we ramp it up. We Each year... That Dan Campbell's been there. It's about this time right now where we start going on a roll. And we're already on a roll. So that's a good thing. And our schedule favors us. So, you know, confidence always is a big factor too. So if we can get some big dominating wins with some, you know, maybe a goose egg here and there from the defense or single digit scores from the other other team and have our defense feeling good, that can also help as well. Confidence goes a long way. Jonathan, we rely far too much on rushing just for, yeah. But we are a little weak in the LB and DB room, so I understand. You're right, uh, you know, but I, I think we could still blitz a little bit more than we do. And call up timely blitzes. You know, I, knew, I know he tried to do that this past game and we got burnt for it. But, just you know, you, you got you call, to gotta call the timely ones too. But, yeah, rushing just for all game long, that's all we do. It's not going to work, and everybody sees that that's what we're doing. So they got a game plan for it. We got to get more creative on the defensive side like we are on the offensive side. I don't know if anybody can be as creative as Ben Johnson now, but, you know, and it's a whole different scheme and everything. But I'm just saying, get more creative, AG. Let's do this. I know you got it in you. Come on now. Let's go. All right, Rick says, the misleading pressures stat has fans thinking our D-line is fine. And it's all the secondary. The Lions are one of the worst at time to pressure QBs, have five plus seconds to throw the ball. Yeah, it is very misleading because it, it misleads me too because I'm sitting here like, oh, Hutch is leading the league in pressures. He's still doing great. He needs to get to the QB. We Because there's still defensive lines out there that are mediocre, but then they have these top-notch guys and they're still getting to the QB. I think Hutch is a top-notch guy. But we need, it's it's just frustrating out here to see this right now. Like, to have zero sacks last game, we almost got him. But then he ran for, like, 15 yards. <laughs> That's got to stop, too. But, yeah, it, it is very misleading, and, and it got it got me. It definitely did. I'm over here like, well, the, the D-line is doing phenomenal on the run game this year. I will say that. And that was somewhere that we struggled 
big time last year. So I'm glad that we got that. We're beast when it comes to stopping the run. But we have got to find a way to pressure the quarterback and not just pressure him. We got to bring him down. We got to bring him down. And I don't care if it's Justin Fields in this week for the Bears. I want to see three-plus sacks from this defense. We got to get it. Prove that you got it in you. I know you're better than that, all you defensive linemen. Come on. All right. I know they're not listening to me, but it's worth a shot. (laughs) Justin Shaw. Defense also looked gassed. Yeah, the hurry-up offense by San Diego. Or San Diego. It's L.A., but yeah, we we know what we mean. Seem to really put them on their toes. Hopefully learn from this and just improve. Yeah, get a little bit more condition there, defense. Maybe that's the deal. When we know we got to play, you know, a lot of these teams are now running the hurry-up offense, and if they see that we get gassed like that, which they were. Did you see Hutch running off the field on that one? Man, he was running funny, first of all, but it took him a year to get off that field, and he just looked like he was dead, so... We got to do something about that or maybe just rotate in players a little bit more. But when you're in the hurry up offense or when you're defending the hurry up offense, you really don't have a chance to work guys in and out like that. So a little bit more conditioning, maybe. I don't know. I thought we were in shape. We should have been in shape. But yeah, you're right. Definitely were gassed when they were doing that hurry up offense and it exposed us. So we got to prepare for that moving forward. Good point there. Rick. When receivers have so much time to get open, they're going to get open. Yeah. And that was the case. And he, But, I mean, Keenan Allen, was. it seemed like he was open even when Herbert had one second. They, they, we just – and he's going to do that. That guy's going to do that. But the other receivers that, you know, some no-name guys, <laughs> they're not no-name, but just guys that don't get a lot of recognition who are getting wide open and scoring touchdowns. Because Herbert has all day. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Look at how golf performs. He's doing great. He's got all day. That's what happens. All right. Sonowoski. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but I, I hope it is. Sonowoski. The poor performance is the fault of their commander, or in this case, their coordinator. Talking about Aaron Glenn. Yeah. That's... um. That's what we're here for. That's that's exactly what I'm on. And, and I was just asking everybody if, if he's a liability. This game, he was off. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what we do moving forward. Um, Hopefully, they just fix it. Hopefully, they just fix it. Like I said, like we've talked about, the Chargers are a pretty good offense. They're a very good offense. Herbert's going to Herbert. That man can sling that ball. And Keenan Allen is one of the best wide receivers in NFL history. So or he's going to go down that way. The guy, the guy's a Hall of Famer. He's got the most I don't know, receptions per game in NFL history right now as an active player. The average. So pretty good. Pretty good. But we beat him. And that's what matters. So let's get it on the positive note, right? We, we put up points. We put up some big points. And we won. We're 7-2. and two. First in the division, second in the whole NFC. Feels great. And and these stats were amazing. Jared Goff cooking once again. Absolutely masterpiece of a game from JG16. 23 of 33. 333 yards and two tutties. He's up for FedEx Air Player again. Goff's having an amazing year. 
And does he deserve an extension? We've talked about this. Some people think that it's time for Hendon Hooker already. They think that it's, uh, you know, that Goff is Alex Smith and that Hendon Hooker is Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. I don't think we're going to find out because Goff is that guy and he deserves an extension. Lock him up. Five more years. Give him the money. Lock him down. I want to see Goff. As a Lion, I want to see him win a Super Bowl here and get a statue out front of Ford Field. <laughs> but yeah, you love to see him just out there killing it. And then his California brother out here, Amon Ra St. Brown, fourth consecutive 100-yard game. That's the second most, I believe, in Lions history. And uh, Calvin Johnson was the only other one to do that. He's got eight consecutive 100-yard games the year that he did it, which is <laughs> absolutely crazy. So we'll see if the Sun God can keep pace and tie or beat Megatron's little run right there. But, yeah, he had eight receptions, 156 yards, and the touchdown. That that guy, we got to pay him, too. Break the bank for him. Break the bank. And then, of course, our two-headed monster at running back, Jameer Gibbs with another massive game. And Monty coming back. Not many touches. But he did his thing, especially on that 75-yard touchdown where J-Mo led the way with that block. A lot of people give J-Mo a lot of flack for his catching ability or lack thereof that he that he's had this year so far, or his production at least. But that man goes out there, and he loves to lay a hit. And you got to love that out of him. That kid loves the game. And that right there in itself is very valuable. You know, if he's not there, he's... He's out of bounds, and he almost stepped out anyways, but the guy's going to hit him out of bounds maybe, most likely. And who knows if we score a touchdown there. So, Jamison Williams, great job on you there. But, yeah, once again, two-headed monster out of the backfield, and we're going to see this all year long moving forward, especially if that offensive line stays healthy, and that's the key factor right there. You saw how much we were moving the Chargers. There was one play, I forget, I think Baldy showed it, I don't know who it was, but we had a guy moving one of their guards back, or not their guards, sorry. Their jeez, one of their defensive linemen straight back. It was our guard. I believe it was Glasgow, actually. But he took their tackle and he moved him all the way back, like two, 10 yards, and then buried him. And then on one of Gibbs's runs in up the middle on that one yard run for a touchdown, I don't know if you saw that, but Panay Sewell. Took out three defenders by himself. Laid them all into the ground so Gibbs to help Gibbs get in. But it was amazing. You need to go check that video out if you haven't. If you follow Baldy, he's got it up on his X or Twitter. Or just go rewatch the game. And when Gibbs runs in his short, he had two short touchdowns. But the one that's more up the middle. Watch Panay Sewell on that play. <laughs> he takes out three defenders. It's amazing. That's why we got him. He's a pillar. Got to lock him up as well. Got to lock him down as well. But, yeah, one more thing about that Monty run, too. It was so beautiful. The juke. The juke to where he had the two Chargers defenders crash into each other was just something of beauty. I I, I loved it. And then, of course, the JMO block to finish it off. But, yeah, I see you guys talking over here. I'm going to get back into the comments a little bit. Um, Or, actually, no, we're not. But, uh. News, Big V going to IR, yes. Also signed, CB. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. You brought it up. 
I got it right here. Yes, the Lions have announced some roster news. Vitae. Oh, my goodness. I had to drink extra water for that one, but uh, Vitae on IR. Let me get through the rest of these announcements, announcements before I talk about Vitae. We released cornerback Anthony Everett, who we brought on to maybe help out that depth, but now he's gone. Running back Ozigbo is gone once again, and then we signed O-lineman Michael Schofield, or Schofield and quarterback Kendall Vildor to the practice squad. You know, um, I was saying it before the season started. Get rid of Vitae. Free up some money. The guy's always hurt. How many games he played this year? How many full games has he played this year? Yeah. Should have never kept him around. That's just my two cents there. I was never a fan. He's still Patricia era guy that they paid too much money for to bring in. He's good when he's healthy, but he's never healthy. And he's not the greatest. I mean, he's good. But it's so good that we went out and got Graham Glasgow because he's having a resurgence in his career this year here in Detroit. And he's just dominating on that line. You know, um, such a good pickup in the offseason. One of the more valuable ones that has proven to be now. Because if we wouldn't have win got him, it'd be Colby Swordsdale or somebody else. But it, it would not be <laughs> as strong, that's for sure. So, Vitae. Uh, yeah. Pretty much all I got to say there. All right, I see you guys for real going off. Robin's Nest, all three wide receivers were in on it. Yes, all three wide receivers were in on that. I just thought that JMO's was amazing. But, yeah, they all – Amon Ross actually set it up when you watch that back. And we're talking about Montgomery's um, run, but he had a real nice block early on. And, yeah, all three of them were. Great point there. I just, I just want to point out the fact – Jamison Williams, he looks like he loves to go and do that. Not saying that none of them, that any of them, any of the other ones don't love to go do it. But it was just good to see that. You just love to see that. But good point there. Our receivers go out and block. And as Dan Campbell said, if you want to be on this team, the receivers got to want to block and the corners got to want to tackle. And that's what they do. Good point there, Robin's Nest. Rick, Gibbs and Demo. We're called Rhythm and Bruise on Good Morning Football this morning. Kind of fits. Yeah, I kind of like that. I like that. Rhythm and Bruise, baby. I love it. I'm going to go with that. We're going to go with that from now on. Rhythm and Bruise because, you know, we got the rhythm with Gibbs and the bruiser in Montgomery. But Montgomery's got the finesse, too. They both kind of they can both do the same. I, I, I want to see Gibbs go out there. He doesn't need to. But I think that I think that Gibbs can lay that truck stick on people too. He can run angry. But yeah, great great name there. Rhythm and Bruise. Love it. Robin's Nest loves it too. Casey, I'm glad we gave Big V a chance this year. We all knew it was a long shot. You know, he's he was more that depth there with him there was was definitely good, you know. Um it, I just thought that maybe we could have went out and got another piece to this defense with the money that we would have gotten with Big V not being there anymore. But, um, you know, it is what it is. It's in the past now. Big V did prove that he's going Big V and get hurt. Oh, well, feel bad for the guy. I wish he would have stayed healthy because when he's healthy, man, he can help this line. He really can. 
He really can. And our line is very strong when he's healthy. But that's always been his problem. It's always been his problem. And having back issues as an O-lineman, that's just tough, man. That's just tough. It's going to be tough. Derwin Chambers. Love to show big dog. Defense will get better. That QB is legit. Hey, thank you, number one. Thank you. And I believe in that, too. You know, uh, it was... It was a tough day for that defense, but Justin Herbert is definitely one of the better quarterbacks in the league, and people have been questioning us about that, right? They're like, can we go and beat a good quarterback with their top weapon because everybody's like, Mahomes doesn't count because Kelsey wasn't there. Whatever. Mahomes counts. We already beat Mahomes. But, you know, we lost to Lamar Jackson. Other than that, who have we played that's a really a good quarterback, like a great quarterback? You know, people can argue Geno Smith. He's, he's not a great quarterback. He's good system quarterback for the Seahawks. But but he beat us. He beat us. But we went out and we beat a good quarterback. Now they are a losing team now. And people are like, Lions have only beaten one team with a winning record. But we faced teams when they've been undefeated at the top of their division. The Chargers are going to get back to 500, I believe. They'll they'll start rolling. They are looking a lot better than they were in previous weeks. They're going to be a better team. So all these fans, not fans, but these trolls that you're seeing, they're like, oh, Lions, only beat this team, only beat that team. Chargers are a good team. And this was a statement game. I know that our defense gave up a lot of points, and we are looking, you know, like we're getting exposed out there by Herbert. But Herbert's a great quarterback, like you said. They got a really good offense. But it proves that we can hang with anybody, even when our defense is depleted. We got the offense to go, you know, blow for blow, round for round for round with you. We can do a shootout. We can do that all day. And it doesn't matter who we're going up against. I think that we, the fluke game, yeah, Ravens have a great defense. I don't think that we are calling the best game there. We are hurt on the offensive line. We didn't have Montgomery. Could have been a whole different game. I don't say that we win that game. I'm not saying that. But we're not getting blown out like that. If we're fully healthy, but yeah, um, it's, uh, it's that, that's a good point, but we did come out. It was a prove a game and we proved something with our offense right there. Hold up. Lions syndicate. That's my duty. Said we just signed Bruce Irvin. Okay. Okay. Love to see this. Love to see this. Irvin immediately becomes the oldest player on the roster by five years. (laughs) But, hey, some pass rush, right? We got some pass rush. Let's go. Hopefully, he can actually help right here. I I really think this is a good pickup. Um, Thank you so much, my boy, Lion Syndicate, if you don't know. That's Derek. That's the man, Grid. He's coming in here with breaking news. Thank you so much. I would have just been yapping. My mouth off, but we addressed the pass rush. Look at that. We went out and got a vet. Now, he is a little bit older, but he's got 55.5 career sacks, and he's just going to start on the practice squad. That's okay. But we are trying to do something here. Brad Holmes has seen that we need help, and he's going out there, and he's addressing it. This is what I like to see. This kind of you know makes me think that maybe at the tra- trade deadline that he did try and go get somebody but it just the numbers weren't adding up in his head and the deal wasn't going to be right in the long term. Something. This makes me feel like he did go out and try to do something prior 
because we went and did this. I, I thought, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul was going to be a guy that we would work out. He, he's going to the Saints, apparently. But this is good. This is good. I like this. I like Bruce Irvin, Lions Syndicate, my man Grid. Derek, thank you for hopping in here and letting the people know. But the Lions addressed the pass rush right there. Breaking news right here in the middle of the show. What do y'all think? What do y'all think about that signing? You think it's good? You happy with it? I know it's not like a blockbuster trade or, you know, like for who we wanted to chase young or anything like that, but this can definitely help. I mean, it's going to look what we've done so far. It's got to help, right? The guy's a vet too. He can lay some knowledge on these guys, but what do you think? I want to hear in the comments. I want to see in the comments. What do you think about the Bruce Irvin signing? Pass rusher. Going to help us out. 55 career sacks. A little bit older. Like I said, he does. He's the oldest player by five years on the roster now. But, uh, but yeah. What do y'all think? What do y'all think? Derwin says, rush hush from the left. I would like to see that. I would like to see that. Uh, that'd be cool. Robin's Nest, I'll come back to you. Uh, any... Because we're going to talk about Montgomery. But he's, well, actually, we'll go right now. Anyone think Montgomery is glad to be out of Chicago? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I want we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. That's awesome, Derek. That's what Rick says. Yes, thank you for coming in, Lions Syndicate. Derek, you are the man for helping me out there because I don't always have my Twitter up here. But, yes, great news. That's teamwork right there. Teamwork makes the dream work, baby. See? At the very least, he brings experience, so no one else on this team has that no one else on this team has. Yes, good point there. Like I said, veteran help, it, it can always help out these younger guys. Greg Peoples love this. Hutchinson is going to go crazy now. I think it's gonna help out big time. I hope he gets I hope he's off the practice squad and playing this Sunday. We'll see. I mean, might as well just send him after the quarterback, right? He's done this for a while. He can do it. Put him in on passing downs. He's ready. Let's go. Or maybe he needs to get into shape. Who knows? But um, having him back by Thanksgiving or just moving forward, it's good. They're not back, but on the team now. Bruce Irvin, this is this is great news to me. Casey says, decent rotational addition. Yeah, plus Houston likely back. We need more bodies, so decent signing. And that's an even better point right there, Casey. I was going to get into that too, but that was a great point. We got Bruce Irvin, and then Houston will be coming back as well. So we not only have one person here to help the pass rush, and it's going to be rotational. We're going to be able to get guys in there, stay fresh. But then Houston's going to come back, and it's going to make an even more of a difference with those two there. So good point there. Good point there, Casey. Loving the comments today. Justin says, better than nothing, is there any history with the coaching staff with Bruce Irvin? I would have to look that up. Um... I'll try I'll try real quick, but yeah, I'm not really sure about that. So we'll we'll see. But no matter what, I think it's it's a it's a decent signing, definitely help out this pass rush. But I'm not really sure about history or not. Cause I know that he played with um the Seahawks. Let's see here. We'll we'll just keep it going. We'll we'll talk about this. I'm sure I'm sure. Lions Syndicate, my man Derek's going to have a whole thing on this. 
This is breaking news here. I'm glad we could all be in the comments together. But good question there. Good question. But yeah, addressing the pass rush. Love to see that we're caring right here and that we're trying. We're trying. We see what's not working. We're trying to help it here because, you know, even if the secondary is weak and banged up as well, and a lot of people think we need to go get some secondary help, which may be true, the pass rush can fix that if you're getting to the quarterback fast. You know, and it takes off, like Rick pointed out earlier, if the quarterback's got five-plus seconds to throw it, the receiver's going to get open. They're going to be able to run around, run their own routes. DBs are going to get tired. It's going to be a first down, touchdown. It's, it's going to be bad. So to have pass rush is way more important to me. And I'm glad that they addressed it. It's not the blockbuster signing. It's not the crazy signing. But this guy has experience. 55.5 career sacks. He can get to the quarterback. I like it. I like it. All right, Casey says, also likely force offense to pick their poison, double-team Hutch, or let Irvin slash Houston run free. Exactly. Not the And uh, that's the biggest thing is that Hutch, Hutch needs more one-on-ones. When he has a one-on-one out there, more more times than not, he's getting to the quarterback and or he's in his face, something. But more times than not, he's getting doubled. Because they know that's all they have to stop as far as pass rush most of the time because we're only rushing four. Hutch is our biggest threat. They can double him, and most of the time they can handle the rest of the guys. So this is huge. This is huge. Brand new says, 49ers got Chase Young. We got Chase not young. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, he's uh, he is a little bit older. That's very true. That's very true. But um, it's definitely going to help no matter what. And experience... For these younger guys, you know, just to pass along some knowledge is better than nothing. And But I think he's going to be out there doing some work, too. Probably got something to prove. This is one of those guys probably been working out all year. Like, I don't even want to be on a team till the end because I'm going to get gassed after, like, nine games. Like, he would have already been gassed. This season would have been over at the bye week, probably, or this week, you know. just Just as far as body holding up, maybe. I don't know. So this is the perfect time to get him. Maybe even rest him against the Bears this week. Who knows? I want to see him out there. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what our pass rush can look like with him. But I think it's going to continue to get better and better as the season progresses because he's going to get more comfortable in the scheme. And also, like you pointed out, we're going to get Houston back, which is going to help too. But uh, this is going to free up some things for Hutch, for Irvin. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good thing. This is good. This is good news all right msu detroit fan says we know the coaches will always use two running backs but who should get more snaps between gibbs and Monty? i think you go with the hot hand but i like getting gibbs more more touches now he's uh a little bit more explosive even though montgomery did have that huge run but i just like how Gibbs is rolling right now. You got to stay with him. He's got the hot hand. Let him touch. You know, he's going to touch the ball on passes too, but but get him more touches. I don't care if Montgomery runs the ball maybe a few more times, but to me, I would like Gibbs to have more touches. I think it's going to continue to be the dual backfield. Uh, I think we have the best duo 
in the league as far as running backs go. And and tell me if there's a better one because I don't think there is. I think we definitely right now by far have the best running back duo in the NFL. I mean, the, the guys got over 200 yards together. I mean, they each got – Montgomery got over 100 yards rushing. Gibbs got over 100 yards all purpose. And then we got Amon Ra out there getting all over 100 yards. Our, our offense is great. But when it comes to running back, personally, now that Gibbs is seeing everything, it's slowed down for him. He's becoming that weapon that we drafted him in the first round for. And and, I, and he's worth it. This guy's a first-round pick now. You see it. To put up those numbers, consecutive games, very impressive and worth the first-round pick. I think he's better than Bijan or he's performing better than him right now. That, that's a debate on its own. They're, they're, they're a different style. But moving forward, at least for now, until he's stopped or slowed down a little bit, give Gibbs more touches because the guy's absolutely explosive. Not that Montgomery's not. He's the bell cow. Montgomery's going to get that ball and he's going to bruise it. You know, it's rhythm and bruise. But every time that Gibbs touches that ball, he has a chance to break something big. Kid's got special talent. Not that Montgomery doesn't, like I said, but but Gibbs has something that you can't teach. So that's why we got to get him just a couple more touches, but more touches than Montgomery in my eyes. Just me. Also, I would like to see, and and I'm and you know this might be beating a dead horse, but I would like to see Jamison Williams get more touches too. Work him over the middle. We've talked about this. We've talked about this many times. You saw that screen right there. He got loose and he got to the end zone. I thought that we should give him a few more chances with stuff like that later in the game, but he's another guy. Once he catches that ball, he's got the chance to take it to the house every single time. But yeah, Gibbs, if just to me, touch wise, Gibbs over Montgomery. But still work them both in for sure. All right, mile marker. This is great news. He's talking about Bruce Irvin. Yes, MSU Detroit fan. The offense is clicking, but our defense is still our Achilles heel. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, just Aaron Glenn, you know, um, failing to make adjustments during big games like this is is what's killing us. But we we also talked about this. I don't know how long you've been in here, MSU Detroit fan, but, um, you know, it was against Herbert. Herbert is the man. And, yes, we, we, we got exposed, and we need to be better than that, but... I think we do get better. The signing from Bruce Irvin's Bruce Irvin helps. We can pressure the quarterback more. That's going to make a difference. That's going to help the secondary. Hopefully, the receivers aren't going to be able to run around for six seconds, five seconds, you know, to help out their quarterback. Hopefully, they're only going to be able to run their route. We're, we're going to be able to do our regular coverage because we're getting to the quarterback in a decent time or sacking him. But, yeah, uh, you know, I asked earlier, and I'll ask you if you weren't here, is Aaron Glenn the liability? I don't know if he is. He's had some some good games. We've had our defense is tremendously better than they were last year. So we got to give it to him there. And we got to give it to the defense. I know that we are better skilled, but we also got to remember, I'll say it again. This is the last time I'll say it today because we're getting towards the end anyways. But um, we're getting Houston back. The addition of Bruce Irvin right now. And then C.J. Gardner-Johnson should be back come playoffs. If, when we get there, which we should, we should definitely get there. All right. Casey says JMO got just over 50% snaps this last game. He's getting more involved. 
It may come soon. I'd like to see J-Mo on kick returns. Yeah. He had success in college and might get him hot and let Khalif cook too. I would like to see that too. You know, why not? I don't, I think he can, you know, may, some people are like, he's fragile. I, he's not fragile. He goes out there and he lays the hit. He got hit big time by Max Crosby against the Raiders. So, you know, he can take a hit and, uh, what, why, why even save him? You know, he's, it's his second year. There, there's no need to, to protect him. If that's the case to not have him return kicks in my eyes, because like you're saying right here, I think that he could be electric. I think he's going to take it to the house more than not. If he hits that seam, nobody's catching JMO and he did great in college doing it. He was, he was awesome. Brian Branch was good at returning kicks in college too. I would like to see him back there, but more so I would like to see JMO. Good point. Casey, good comment. Once again, MSU Detroit fan. I'm sure you heard of those dumb articles about Campbell being, yeah, a candidate for Texas A&M. And although we all know that it's not happening, they could also look at Aaron Glenn since he's A&M alum also. Yeah, um, I I really would hope that Dan Campbell wouldn't go. I know that uh, Texas A&M would probably offer, you know, a big, big-time money contract for him, maybe more than he would get in the NFL, but, I, you know, I don't see Dan Campbell coaching college. I don't think that he wants to deal with the recruiting aspect of going and meeting with high school parents, you know, the parent aspect. <laughs> I coach high school baseball. I know how it is. Dan Campbell don't want to deal with these parents, man. You don't want to deal with these parents. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, I, I just don't see Dan Campbell being – he, he would be a great college coach. Don't get me wrong. I think he, he could definitely – get those boys to fight for him. He's got that mentality to do that, but he's already, he's doing great things in the NFL and I don't see him leaving the lions, especially not with what we're doing right now. He wants to reach that ultimate goal. And you know, maybe if we win the super bowl this year, maybe he goes, but I doubt that even, I don't see it. It's a rumor. Like he said, I highly doubt it, but maybe AG AG has been somebody who people thought maybe that he's going to be a head coach in the NFL somewhere last year. And a lot of people are like, oh, he's a top candidate again this year. Whatever. <laughs> you know, before I would I would kind of be like, oh, I don't want to lose AG. But now I'm not saying I want to lose him. He he did get these guys in shape uh, compared to what they were last year. And Anzalone is having a killer year this year. And I think a lot of that has to do with him being with Aaron Glenn. They've been together before. It's just every once in a while, and it's always these big-time games. The you know, I think we did all right against the Chiefs, but there were some drops there that could have made a difference. But, you know, we won't talk about it. W's a W. But against the Seahawks, the Ravens, and now the Chargers, our defense has not shown up. Our defense has not shown up, and that is what's scary. But like I said, we're going to get better. We're going to improve. We're going to get guys back. But if AG were to walk and go to Texas A&M, I definitely wouldn't be as mad as if if it were is like if Dan Campbell were to go there. But you know, keep the boys together, whatever. I'm not gonna get there yet. I'm not gonna get there yet. We're gonna stay positive, trust in who we got right now. Get that defense fixed, AG. I know you can. Get more creative. Let's go. All right, Rick says MCDC isn't going anywhere. Glenn wouldn't surprise me though. Yeah. I definitely don't think uh, Dan Campbell's going anywhere, but could definitely see Glenn, and I wouldn't 
be too upset about it. Corey says Dolphins have a good duo at running back. They do or had, yeah. That's why I think right now we have the best running back duo. Their rookie, they do have a great running back duo. Don't get me wrong, but I think we have a little bit better one. But Dolphins, they, they do have a pretty good one. Good point there. Good point there, Corey. I did not think about that. That's why I asked you guys. That's why I asked. Sanowski. Nah, Carolina has a head coaching spot and waiting for him. Talking about Aaron Glenn. All right. <laughs> Carolina does like to take old lion stuff, you know. Um, Deuce and Shark. Wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to pick up Aaron Glenn as well. It's all good. Either way. Either way. He might stay around too, you know. They might see what we see right now and that the defense is not showing up in big games. But hopefully that changes soon. Hopefully that changes soon. All right. We're approaching the hour and we got the Bears coming up this week. It's a home game, baby. It's a home game. Back in Detroit. So we got a show out here and... We were talking earlier. Somebody asked if you think Monty is happy to be out of out of Chicago. I think he definitely is. The fans there gave up on him. I have a lot of friends who are Bears fans coming, you know, coming from the Midwest and whatnot, and uh, they've been in my ear all year long, all preseason, because this the preseason saying how Monty's washed. He got beat out for a starting role. You guys paid him too much. You'll see. Monty's not that dude anymore. They were also telling me that Justin Fields is the best quarterback in the NFC North and that he's going to win the MVP. <laughs> Neither of those aged very well. And uh, that is a huge reason why I think Montgomery is happy to be out of there because, yeah, the fans were vocal that they didn't like him anymore. So, so to come to Detroit, have the year that he's having now, get behind an actual line. These Bears fans are delusional. Of course he's happier. That man can actually run. He doesn't have to juke five guys before he gets going. He's got a hole. He's got a lot of space. We got an actual line. So I think this game, I know we talked about it. I said get Gibbs more touches, but don't expect it. This is Montgomery's game. Dan Campbell knows what this means to him. Montgomery is going to be steamrolling all day long all over the Bears. So expect that and expect it again when we play him in Chicago too. Montgomery's got something to prove. I know some Bears fans who are upset that he's gone. That they, they were actually smart Bears fans. They know what they had. But a lot of them were in my ear saying, I'll see that this guy's washed and he's got nothing left in the tank. We'll see about that. John Peterson beat me to it. Let's get those score predictions in here. He says 35-15 Lions win over the Bears. I had a very close prediction. I actually have 35-20. But because of these Bears fans in my ear, I want us to go out there and crush them. I want to stomp them. I want the score to be more like 49-3. to That's what I want. <laughs> you know, Bears fans, they haven't been too rough lately they don't have really you know any room to talk but they were talking big time before the season started 
So I want to show him who the big dog is. I want to show him who's daddy. <laughs> All right. We coming to show you who the king of the north is. Or actually, you're coming to our house. We're going to welcome you, welcome you in with a nice little ass whooping, okay? Excuse my language. But bears, I want to put you down in the grave. I want this to be a 49 to 3 or more. But I'm predicting 35 to 20. That's just mine. 35-20. MSU fan, Detroit fan says, with the Lions' upcoming games, they could possibly be 12-2 and in that first game against the Vikings. You're definitely right about that. And MSU Detroit fan says, 41-20 over the Bears. I forget who it was. Was it Hasselbeck? Uh, Tim Hasselbeck said, the Lions might not lose another game the rest of the year. And I'm with them. <laughs> we could definitely be 12-2 and two going into that Vikings game. And I think that's the toughest stretch that we're going to have this year if the Vikings keep rolling. Because we got the Vikings, the last three games of the year are this. The Vikings, the Cowboys, and the Vikings. And if the Vikings keeps rolling, it, it could come down to the division right there. So we ha- I feel like we got we to gotta win all these. These are all must wins. We got Chicago. We got Green Bay. We're going to New Orleans. That might be tougher than we think. And Chicago might be too. Chicago's kind of starting to get a little bit better. So this is not a gimme game by any means. And if they got fields back, we haven't been doing very good against the running quarterback. So we definitely have to come ready for this game. We got to be prepared. We This is not a rollover game, but I do expect Montgomery to roll over the Bears. That's right. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> We got the Bears. We got Green Bay. We got the Saints in New Orleans. We go to Chicago after that. We got Broncos at home. Then that three-game stretch at the end where we're on the road in Minnesota, on the road to Dallas, and then at home to end the season against Minnesota. But, yeah, I think it's very vital that we go, that we're going into that three-game stretch, the last three games, 12-2. and two. I I think we got it. We got to do it. Uh, Minnesota, they have an easy schedule as well. We can take a look at that if you'd like. They have the Broncos. Here we go. Yeah, okay. They have the Broncos, the Bears, the Raiders. They got a tough one on the road at the Bengals. That'll be tough for them. And then they got us. Green Bay, and then up to, and then the Lions again. I don't know what's happening with my mic here. Sorry. But, yeah, um, so, you know, they got a pretty easy schedule, too. The Broncos are starting to play better. That's going to be, you know, one that we're going to have to watch out for, too. Sean Payton, Dan Campbell got that connection. Hopefully, Sean doesn't really know what Dan's doing. But I think that Dan is going to know what Sean's doing more, if anything, you know. And we're at home, so I expect us to win that game. But Vikings go on the road against the Broncos, who just beat the Bills. So they could lose potentially there. And, uh, you know, Raiders playing tougher. They're on the road against the Raiders. And then they're on the road in Cincinnati as well. And I expect us to get, you know, at least one, if not both from them. So it's it's looking favorable for us. I guess the Vikings have a little bit tougher of a schedule than I thought, especially with teams are the way playing the way that they are right now. But, um, but yeah, we, we need to go in. We need to take care of business. I don't think that it's absolutely necessary to be 12 and two by that time, but I think it's definitely possible and and we should be, we're favored in every single one of those games. So we should be 12 and two. It is the NFL. You never know what's going to happen any given Sunday. 
but yeah, it's our schedule is set up real nice for a run. But then I kind of like at the end to where it's getting tougher. If if Minnesota continues to play tough, Minnesota, Dallas, Minnesota. Get us playing these tough games rolling into the playoffs. You know, um, I don't know. Maybe you want to give me games so you're feeling confident. I don't know. But I think that if we can get a, a good win against Dallas on the road, that's a huge confidence builder. It's going to be tough. That would be a, that'll be a very tough game. But if we can get that going into the playoffs, that's that's going to be a huge, huge deal there. But, yeah, we got the Lions – or not the Lions. The Lions got the Bears. <laughs> the Lions got the Bears at home this Sunday. And, like I said, 35-20 is what I'm guessing. I'm hoping for 49-3. to But a win is a win. I will take that. If we don't have any more questions here – I'm going to get out of here. We've been here for an hour, but it's been fun with y'all once again. I love when the comments are rolling and you guys kept me entertained once again. But if there's no other further questions, I hope that I'm talking to y'all next week, next Tuesday, like every Tuesday. But I hope that we're talking and the Lions are 8-2 and two, and with another victory, obviously. But yeah, there's no more questions. It's your boy, Nick. I'm here every Tuesday. On Syndicate Sports Detroit, the show is Touchdown Detroit Lions. 5 p.m. Detroit time, 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. West Coast. I hope y'all have a great rest of your day, great week. Let's go Lions. Let's get that W. Peace. Touchdown Detroit Lions! Detroit Lions!